Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. So I think we finally recovered from our travels. <laughs> Maybe. Um, some people have. The LCMS Youth Gathering took place in Houston just a few weeks ago. And so we're going to do a little recap of that today. Joining us today, the Reverend Mark Kiesling, Director for LCMS Youth Ministry in the LCMS Office of National Mission. And he is alive. I'm alive. Still walking around. Right. I'm impressed. Trying. <laughs> Trying. So the LCMS Youth Gathering took place in Houston July 9th through the 13th. And I know there are some things that happened before and after that as well. But the the, the bulk of the event happened July 9th through the 13th in Houston, Texas. It was a hot week in Houston, but it was a great week (laughs) with many, many LCMS youth and adults who care about them there as well. In what ways was this gathering, In All Things is the the, the theme for this (laughs) gathering, and in what ways was In All Things unique? Yeah, I mean, one of it was the LCMS Youth Gathering had never been in Houston, Texas before. So the first time in that city, there was an all-Lutheran youth gathering back in the 70s that took place, like in the Astrodome. But it was great to have the LCMS Youth Gathering there, you know, something that we had been looking forward to for three years since we signed with the city after a 2019 event in Minneapolis. So it's been a, it's just a great host. I mean, Texas District and the LCMS is a wonderful host as well, and the city was great. And then, especially through one of these unique things that happened was this pandemic that took place. And so certainly planning a large event with just the process that we have with, you know, bringing congregations from across the country, across the world. Um, and then also with, you know, you got a lot of situations where you have young people coming with pastors and DCEs and deaconesses and teachers or lay people as uh, not necessarily come with their parents. And so that takes a level of trust and building too amongst participants and parents and all those that are bringing. So, you know, we kind of talked about it a lot. We felt like this was the event that was planned about six different times uh, <laughs> just because of curveballs and things that changed. Change, we, we kind of felt like the, everything changed with the event except for the dates. There's the whole process in the city, obviously, with Houston. But, you know, so there were a lot of things we could talk a long time about what all the things became unique through that. And really, usually we take a full two and a half years to plan the event. We really felt like besides the thematic pieces, we kind of planned this one in about a year. Just once we had a real idea of what we were going to be doing from a facility standpoint, you know, later find out what our numbers would be, mm-hmm. uncertainty, you know, certainly through the pandemic and what uh, congregations, how they would respond. And then to just, I mean, the other thing that we could talk a lot about too is just, you know, you can just turn on your news and see what's going on with a number of workforces and things that either a lack of workers in some cases, or they're just green, they're new, they're getting trained. And so there was a lot of just repetition we felt in terms of explaining what we do, what our gathering is like, how to prepare a city for our event, the uniqueness of it. And so that was something that was, uh, we kind of joked that some days felt like Groundhog Day, the movie a little bit. That's like the same same thing all over again, because now there's a new person in a position that we got to explain it to. But that was great too. I mean, a lot of joys in that, certainly a lot of great interaction amongst our young people and adult leaders. And it's always just a joy to to plan that, but that definitely add, added some uh, unique things. And then within Houston itself kind of was something unique as we did our mass events and then our closing divine service worship at a baseball stadium at Minute Maid Park in downtown Houston. And so that was kind of a late development. Houston's such a huge city. There's multiple options for what you can do for like large events. And so we were very blessed. We really wanted to stay downtown so we didn't have to shuttle as much and move people as much. And so Minute Maid Park became available. We were thankful the Astros were going to be out of town. It wasn't even the all-star break and yet the Astros were out of town long oh, enough. Yeah for us to be able to have enough days to move in, move out, and have the event. So we didn't know that until late in the game, really. So we were still kind of praying about and deciding where we were going to do mass events and what that was going to look like, including having it maybe at the convention center on a flat floor in the exhibit hall was one of the options we had. We were blessed for a minute made to open up, but as we found out too, 
producing an event, an extended event like that at a baseball field for us and our limited experience and doing other things was some trials, but great too. Great learning for our planning team. We are so blessed by our vendors who pulled it off and thankful for all the workers at Minute Maid Park too that made it possible. So we were definitely unique. They do one-off concerts, but it's like, you know, one day of move-in event, one day of move-out where uh-huh. we're two days of move-in, one day of move-out and five days full of youth and concessions and all that kind of stuff. So it was a pretty heavy load on some days that normally probably would have been a nice weekend off for some workers. But again, it was a a great opportunity, but certainly a learning curve, something that was unique about the event. Yeah, it was kind of fun to be in a baseball stadium yeah. this time. It was. It was. My brother was a little jealous. He loves baseball stadiums, so oh, yeah. I was sending him pictures. I was like, "Look where I get to yeah. be." <laughs> yeah, it was. It was one of the things you know when all of a sudden the visitor dugout is our production area. You yeah, know, like kind of a different use to be able to do that. They've never never had before for sure. Yeah. But I, but again too, like we we saw right away is like there's just there's not a bad seat. No. In the stadium, the way it plays out. And so for those of you that didn't see it, essentially we had the stages out on how to set those up for everything out on the base pass between like first and second 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 and third base and essentially sat people from if you will first base around home plate out to third base is basically where we sat people or levels up so Mm -hmm. yeah so it made for a really compact tight space but but great slight lines and really ended up being a wonderful facility for us yeah yeah, it was made for some impressive pictures. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's let's talk some numbers then. Do we know, I mean, I know you know how many, mm-hmm. the youth, the volunteers, all of those people. Yeah, so we had uh, basically 20,000 people who attended across the board. attending. So they come in in different areas of either service to the event or also participation. So it's about roughly 13,500 youth, 4,500 adults that come from congregations, but basically 1,250 plus congregations that attended from across the Senate, plus some international participants as well. But then in that too, we've got 2,000 volunteers, also exhibitors like yourselves, mm-hmm. speakers, family members that come and support the event too. So basically right at 20,000 in terms of we looked at those participants that came into the downtown Houston and also out in the Galleria area too that served and certainly participated in the program and the gathering too. It was it was a blast. I don't know if we spoke with all 20,000 participants or not. <laughs> it, but was it was pretty close. It was pretty close at the KFUO booth. And, uh, it was a lot of people. Uh, and I think we should point out, too, that End Goals Youth Ministry Podcast yeah. also recorded at the gathering yeah. at the KFUO booth. So if you haven't checked out End Goals Youth Ministry Podcast on KFUO.org or on the KFUO app or anywhere you get podcasts. Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. That's right. Yes. Young people listen to Spotify. Go check it out because all these things that we're recapping right now, you've covered quite yeah, a bit in yeah. the end goals. I was so tired. Well. I'm just going to trust you that we recorded that. You did. Okay, good. Okay. We have photo I evidence vague, Okay, good. I vaguely remember being at your studio on site to do that. Someday. I don't know. Yeah. So one of the things that happens, you mentioned the, the mass events and mm-hmm. uh, divine, and I assume this is probably the first time we ever had to do liturgical planning around like home base and first base, right. like around a baseball diamond. That was right. probably a bit challenging. But one of the things that happens at a gathering besides that is a servant event or mm-hmm. servant events, I should mm-hmm. say. There were multiple mm-hmm. servant yes. events. Tell us about how servant, how we serve the city of Houston and, and others through servant events at the gathering. Right. So we had a couple of unique things that we did. One is that we had some Lutheran organizations help us do service that would both impact Houston, but across the globe. So Orphan Grain Train helped us do, I would basically put together cloth diapers. And so we had donations of t-shirts and other things. And then as well as our young people then use sewing machines and, and other ways in which they prepared those to go out across the area, wherever those may need to go and 
most need. We also assisted Lutheran Braille workers with, you know, actually putting together like resources and Bibles for those that are sight impaired. So that was a great project of just having that hands-on piece. And we love it too when we start talking about that and congregations are like, oh, we're already a partner with them. Like this is a great connection for us. Or to be able to take it back home with them too when they return home to their congregation in ways that they can serve. We also did some thank you bags for essential workers, as well as we gave those out to the workers who served us, say, at the convention center and other places across Houston as well. So we're able to do that. And then a CPH and Concordia Gospel Outreach partnered with us to do a project we did on a little smaller basis in 2019, but expanded it. And these basically were resources that CPH provides that went out to other entities that we sent them from Houston. Every congregation that attended got a box for evangelism resources back when they got home. And then we sent them to like crisis pregnancy centers, to our chaplains, whether it might be military or it might be prison chaplains, uh, they received resources as well as Hispanic congregations in schools and also underserved schools and churches as well received boxes. So those are some things that we actually, CPH brought it down, we packed them, put some, again, some notes of encouragement in them, then shipped them out to those locations from there. Then the city of Houston, two of the big projects we did, we worked with the Houston Food Bank. We both worked at the convention center of packing food that we donated and then packed them for, you know, July can be a hard time to get volunteers and donations just because people are busy, they're on vacation, corporate events aren't happening. So we are able to fill this void for them during Mm -hmm. those months. And then we also sent people to their location as an offsite server event where, again, they were able to pack donations that had come in, but just maybe they didn't have the volunteers yet to take care of and get them prepared to go out with families. So we sent people there three days that we were there, pretty large groups to go and pack. I know my congregation packed fresh vegetables and other things too, to get them prepared for families to pick them up. And then another thing we did, I uh, was an event that's actually a, a nationwide organization, but they have a large chapter in Houston. And I believe a lot of this came out of Kane Harvey Relief. And that was Sleep in Heavenly Peace. And this is an organization that literally has like a bed kit that you put together for children who do not have beds. So it's, mm. you know they have the statistics on how many children they get through the school district or other places that literally don't have a bed to sleep on when they go home at night, sleeping on the floor or whatever. And then we were able to make 150 beds and even got to deliver some of them with some of our offsite events too to families. Cool. Uh, they have beds before school starts here uh, this fall. So that was a great project that we had as well that impacted right there in Houston. Again, they have chapters across the country that we either heard from LCMS congregations, we already do one of their builds during the year or less that's something they can take back with them to their congregations that do back home. Hmm. Wow. That's such a cool, so many cool opportunities for the kids who attend uh, this gathering to be able to give back while they're learning and, and doing all of this other stuff just to have that opportunity too is so cool. Yep. And sent uh, probably uh, roughly 5,000 more into those offsite certain events too that yeah. they took buses out, served a Lutheran camp, Lutheran congregations as well throughout the days of the event too, doing projects. So that was neat to see and be able to, and we like to be able to give back to the city that's been so such gracious hosts for mm-hmm. us. I'm going to be able to say thanks and also certainly show them the love of Christ and the way that we serve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So before we run out of time, <laughs> because we're almost out of time, <laughs> next gathering, are you guys already planning? We are <laughs> of course. on the very initial stages. We have a city, New Orleans, Louisiana. So excited to be there. We've been there num- numerous times. So it's kind of like going back to a familiar place for mm-hmm. sure. And so getting together with the facilities there and be able to be in that great city in July of 2020, 20, excuse me, 2025. So three years, but yes, you're right. It starts already. So yep. already having those conversations with hotel contracts, probably start the thematic process and things here already next January oh and start boy. those steps. So it's kind of a two and a half year process that we look at in terms of the actual planning piece of bringing everything together under normal circumstances. This year was a little <laughs> different, but, but that's what we normally would like to do. How many volunteers serve on that 
that process of planning. Correct. I know that's a lot. Correct. For, so that two and a half year commitment, we have upwards of about 200 that serve on that. And you know, again, different people have a different amount of time they put in. And then, boy, we've got great opportunities on site. And so those are our ambassadors. We have about 200 of those. Young adult volunteers are just amazing. That We have about 500 of those. And then other people that serve in different capacities, probably about 100 to 200 as well. Wow. A lot of volunteers. That's a lot of volunteers. Yes, yes. <laughs> We're very blessed. We could not do the event without them. There's no doubt about it. If if someone's listening and want to catch some more stories or, or mm-hmm. pics, you know, some some pictures from the gathering as well, good places to look. Yeah, LCMS Youth Gathering, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those great places. We are featured in the last LCMS reporter that came out as well. So great photos there and part of the story as well. So uh, article in there about some of the things I talked about today. Some great places to again see the photos and see all that took place in Houston just a few weeks ago. Awesome. And I have to give a shout out. To to the media team really yes. quick. They oh, were, they were great. stellar. <laughs> they were putting out great content <laughs> yes, during yes, the gathering. Yes. So, yes. That was a fantastic team. Yeah. As we, got to, we get to store our equipment in the <laughs> media room. <laughs> and so we kind of sneak in in the background while they're meeting and all the things that they're working on. It's just amazing. Yeah, so cool. great team. Our guest today, the Reverend Mark Kiesling, director for LCMS Youth Ministry. Thank you so much for the recap of the gathering and looking forward to New Orleans in awesome. 2025. Yes, thank you. <laughs> You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Gosset. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.